Good evening and welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. We're in our 19th Teamless Tuesday. I'm your host Stuart Lord and tonight I'm joined by Nick Lord who is our stats guru and mate I can't even call you Fantasy Nugget because you're uh, beating all of us at the moment mate so you're G'day, mate. How's it going? Good, yeah, good. Yeah, not, 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 not so much a uh, fantasy nugget these days. Uh, crawling towards the top 1,000. But, um, mate, you cracked 1,000 this week, so you topped our league, so congrats on that. Thank you. Oh, mate, took a bit of a punt on Joey Manu as captain, so that paid off well. Um, oh, big time. <laughs> it did. Uh, I was helped by Mitch uh, working out exactly where the Dragons were bad the other week, so... Help me out. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's said they're really poor up the middle. Anyway, look, uh, for those of you at home, Mitch has been struck down by the dreaded Lurgy this week. So uh, the Roosters Fiji staff haven't gotten to him. They're probably too busy patching up all their injured players. <laughs> so yeah, he's a little bit under the weather, but uh, look, we've, we've got his, uh, you know, thoughts and they're all pretty stupid, so we're all right. Um <laughs> Anyway, that, well, everyone should have a better fantasy week this week, um, but may come down with some injuries that we don't know about, I guess. So that's it. All right. Well, look, anyway, just before we start, thank you to everyone for uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, and, you know, f- make sure you follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, for those of you who interact, send us messages, everything else. Yeah, enjoy it. Um, Okay, let's move to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Leagues. So I'll start with my head-to-head chaos mode. Uh, Kiwi Cookie still uh, up there on the leaderboard. Uh, it hasn't only dropped two games this season. Uh, I did crack wow. the... Yeah, exactly. He's been really strong. He's got a quite a big team value, and he's just been strong all season. And look, I got the top score this week. Got lucky there, 1,048 uh, due to... You know, Manu and no bad scores this week for once. What was your um rank for the week? Do you know? Four ninety. So Ooh. not bad. Okay, wow. I wonder what yeah. the top score was. Must have been over eleven hundred then. Oh look, I I saved my powder. I didn't get Cherry Evans in. I think if I'd done that, mm. I would have gone up a bit more. But again, yeah, whatever. Like you know, for an extra thirty points, it would have been an extra mm. two trades. So I didn't feel great about it. Uh, okay, uh, Nick, how did your league go? Hey, Gigi's Bunnies cracked 1,000 with uh, 1,008, so that was our top scorer for the week. Nice. And low-key Lucas, who um, knocked off our uh, league-leading Cher brothers, thank you very much, because I'm trying to catch up to him. I think he's now 16-2. and two. I'm 15-3, and three, so I'm one uh, win behind. So, oh. um, But low-key Lucas knocked him off with a solid 9.30, so thanks for that, mate. Um, overall guys heinous crimes is leading our league and is fifth overall in the whole comp so keep it up mate uh you're killing it that's it nrlfl first mate mate who was uh first place a little while back i think uh is uh still doing very well on 12th i think he just got stung a little bit by uh papali uh 55 this week which was okay but you know, if you captain DC, you probably got another sixty points, right? Mm, that does hurt. Wow, that just shows how fine the line is, doesn't it, Stu? Oh, it's absolute filth near the top. Like how quickly it can shift up or down. So, yeah. and, a, and a Pappenhausen twenty four as well. Oh, it's all the little things that it really start to add up at the top of the the league. There, it's rarefied air, really, isn't it? That's it. Whereas if someone else had Latrell, that's a seventy point swing. Ooh. <laughs> 
Oh, I, it's 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 a lot of luck, isn't it? End of the day, luck. Plus, it's a multi. The mm. answer is you can't pick these, especially these injuries, mate. Like we can pick players who are good or bad overall, but you can't pick exactly when they're going to pop off, right? It could be that mm. Manu actually comes off with that calf injury, right? Instead of Scott mm. getting a tri- yep. line break and a triceps. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. It's a, it's a, it's a fine one sometimes. Um, overall, guys, I am fourteen twenty-one. Mitch is bringing up the pack with a eight thousand three hundred sixty-eight rank, who is still behind our mum, um, <laughs> which, which is pretty funny. I think he's about under ranks behind. Is that correct, Stu? That's it. He's, he's been catching up a little bit, though. I think he's also yeah, probably about nice. fourteen trades down on her as well. So that's not good. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. That, that that's a bit brutal heading to the back end of the year now. Stu, where are you at, mate? Uh, I'm up about 800 this week, 2163. So my having That's three nice. players for the buy round was not good. So I'm still making up ranks. But I think I just put together my masterpiece this week. So I should be all right mm. going forward. Mate, you're peaking at the right time of the year, right? Oh, um, at least for... Head to head. That's it. That's it. Focus on head to head then. So, uh, sheesh stats, guys. Um, I'll just run through... Um, the base attacking, kicking, and negative. So for base, um, Mitch Kenny actually topped the week with 54 tackles, which was awesome from him. Um, I didn't see that one coming at all. Season because there is no yeah. happy, and he's the man. That's it. And with tackles like that, I know Appy can go as big as well. But um, we'll see Mitch Kenny later on. I'll just do a bit of a, a spoiler. Um, Mitch Kenny, didn't he miss a few? He probably no, he, he had three penalties conceded as well, which was which wasn't a good one. Uh, but in terms of meters gain, AJ Brimson two fifty meters gain. Dylan Edwards classic two hundred forty two. Tessie New in his um I think his second game back two forty one meters gain. And Peter Hicker with two thirty seven. So lots of meters eaten. And and Joey Manu wasn't up there, which was surprising. Um, in terms of tries, uh, Jesse Ramian, Teddy Manu, and Jason Saab all bagged a double. In terms of line breaks, uh, Joey Manu, this is where he starts to show up. Bagged three with Jason Saab with three as well. Try assists, Daly Cherry Evans and Latrell Mitchell with three apiece. Line break assists, Latrell Mitchell and Manny Burden with three apiece. Offloads, Kapoa and Munster each with five. I didn't see Kapoa um, have that many offloads, but that, that's awesome. Um, in terms of other offloads, James Tyner, Dylan Walker and Nelson Asafasoma Nelson Asafa Solomona with four offloads as well. <clears throat> Joey Marnie gets another shout out with 15 tackle busts. Latrell Mitchell with 13. And um, Philip Sammy with 11, which is awesome. Turnover tackles. This was the most surprising of the week. Carl Flattigan with four turnover tackles. Wow. Like, I give one of the smallest plucks in the game came up with four turnover tackles. Did you see any of those, Stu? I saw one, but only one. Oh, I, I must say the softs. South had a lot of softball turnover though. Mm. So if mm. you're if you're oh, just the guy and then they they sort of lose it in the tackle, it's a turnover tackle, that sort of thing. Well, it's uh, twelve points, which is bloody awesome. And then uh, Jake Avarillo pulled up three, and Zach Lomax is actually known for the turnover tackles. He's got three, um, you know, because he rushes in and drops his shoulder in. So that was awesome. Xavier Savage with a couple of try saves, which we'll mention later as well, is just um, re- really good for considering he's more of an offensive fullback. Uh, in terms of goals, uh, Sam Walker with nine with the um, Roosters racking up the cricket score against the Dragons. 
Uh, Force dropouts. Um, two Titans here, uh, Stu. We've got the Sex Toby Sexton with three, AJ Brinson with two, and also Nico Hines with two Force dropouts as well. Uh, kick meters. There was actually quite a few this week. I thought DCE was going to top with 522, right? But then I saw Toby Sexton with 589, and then I saw uh, Adam Reynolds with 596. So the Broncos' uh, Titans game was just um, Reynolds and Sexton kicking it back and forth most of the time. So um, anyway, moving on. Uh, In terms of negative guys, missed tackles. Katani Staggs with 11, Adam McLuhan with 9, Jesse Raymond and Jafrin Gowie and Corey Harawirinara each with 8. Um, which is a, which is just way too many missed tackles uh, for first grade. I think disappointing it's against that back some end of the year because when... Ramian it... was on score for like another big week, and then all he did in the second half was missed tackles. Yeah, I, I can't explain um, the offering Gowie one either. To be honest, um, eight's just enormous for him. I, I think they usually... were just getting pumped at some point. Like by the the Panthers were just running down the middle, and he was doing like a lot of rushing out or getting sidestepped so I know the Panthers do like a lot mm. of oh crap the guy's coming right take a sidestep even if you lose a bit of momentum mm. so mm. He, he, he did a lot of rushing out mm. and um, in terms of areas both Fulmore and Corey Waddell with four apiece and as I mentioned Mitch Kenny with three penalties and also Chad Towns they've racked up three and that is the uh, main stats of the week um, Stu you're filling in as a physio this week I am I am. So, look, I'm obviously not going to give you guys the detailed insights, but at least we'll go through it real quick. Look, uh, let's start off with a couple of season-ending ones. Sienna Katoa, peck injury while scoring a try. I guess it's like that Ray Stone where, you know, he gets the match-winning try and does his ACL at the same time. Yeah. Poor fellow. That was so disappointing. He's been immense for the Sharks this year. Um, really underrated, isn't he? He is. And he's really part of that, like, offensive weapon edge that they have there like you know if the fact that Connor Tracy who is a first grader can't get a start in that team shows you how well mm. they, they were doing so look he's out uh, it also means is that uh, Connor Tracy moves out uh, to that wing and Talakai keeps his centre spot as a bit of a not really a pod but certainly spicy choice for later on in the season because we know that Talakai has got a ceiling Another guy that a lot of people got burnt on, Ryan Pappenhausen, fractured kneecap, Jack Whiten, head-on collision. Yeah, it's brutal. Oh, it is. It's like, geez, it's just straight on, straight on. So Ryan Pappenhausen is... see you, mate. It is. He's done for the season. Nick Meaney's in. Bit of a concern for me about how many injuries Ryan Pappenhausen has racked up in the last three seasons. So at the end of the beginning of next season, I think Mitch will do his like review of all the injured players we might need to bring up ryan pappenhausen's history here because he's had a lot now yeah yeah he's in worrying territory now that's it and unfortunately his his average is still so bloody high he's not even going to be cheaped by next season unlike turbo no Uh, look josh at a car came off with a bit of a worry that he was going to be out for the season but uh for ankle and a lower back or a glute issue but his name this week uh, we are expecting a decrease in performance from Josh Adokar, not that he's massively fantasy relevant, so moving on. Luke Keary, returning from HIA after a number of weeks off, named at six this week. Uh, but look, I've got here that Luke Keary is untouchable for the remainder of the season, unfortunately. Agreed. Yep, totally. Okay, look, we've got a few guys returning from injury as well. Joe Rio Hargraves, you know, is still a flog, but he's named this week to return. 
uh, for, uh, for Tahiako, uh, who had that fractured cheekbone, who we'll mention at the same time. Uh, we also have another guy returning, Jaden Campbell, uh, from a hamstring injury. He's returning off the bench. And Payne Haas is returning off an AC joint injury. So he had a couple of weeks off. So let's look at Payne Haas. We'll talk about him a bit later. Uh, illness news. Jake Travojevic, uh, COVID, is out this week. Uh, Ronald Volkman, he's been named in reserves, but I th- we think he might still be under the weather a bit from that virus. Mm. Uh, you know, missing training, 18 years old, probably good to give him another week by the sounds of it. Uh, a couple of bad ones from the Roosters. Satili Tupania and Billy Smith, ACLs, same game. So a couple yeah, of... It's heartbreaking, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, especially for Billy Smith. Because that's mm. his third ACL. Mm. That's that's rough. So, yeah. So, look, oh, I'm sad. Look, it might be a career-ending one for Billy Smith, quite possibly. It's It could be he's just not built for... He's like Jack Reed or something. Like just not built for rugby league. Oh, Stanley. Yeah. Exactly right. And yep. Satili Tupania, he's had a few injuries along the way, but nothing like this. So, let's all the best for him as well. Uh, big implications uh, for Tupania is Nat Butcher is now back to a likely 70 to 80 minute role on an edge. And for Billy Smith, uh, a bit of an implication for Manu Onus, who's back at centre this week. Uh, yeah, we talked about uh, Tahiyako for the three to six weeks for his fractured cheekbone. Moses Suli has a ankle injury. It hasn't. We haven't got a grading through on that yet. Uh, to be confirmed, but he hasn't been named this week. So it's, you know, it's got to be something relatively serious. Apparently there's a bit of a thought it could be syndesmosis. So that's anywhere from, what, four to 12 weeks, depending on what's needed. Yep. Dom Young, rib injuries. So he copped the real uh, corker in there at some point. Uh, Heimel Hunt comes in. And uh, Simi Sasagi uh, did a shoulder injury. It looks like two to three weeks out for him as well. So Brody Jones rejoins after his injury woes. So, Nick, plenty hey, of plenty. action. Yeah, I was just going to say the exact same thing. There's plenty. There's so much. And it, unfortunately, season-ending ones, Stu. You know, not not a week or two. There's season-ends uh, gone for Katoa, Pappenhausen, Tupanua, Smith. It's just, it just sucks, you know. Oh, it really does. You know, I, I get a feeling that Mitch may have called in sick tonight so that he doesn't get a, uh, you know, libel suit possibly from the Roosters medical staff <laughs> about their stuff. I, I'm thinking he may have called that one in just so that he didn't go ballistic at this point. Because, you know, <laughs> as much as people say, oh, it's just chance, it's it's not just chance. You know, there is a lot of chance in it, but having so not many... Non-contact ones, hey. Exactly. Well, so the physios say that that's what they worry about the non-contact ones. Well, that's it, especially when there's so many in the same games as well. Mm. So they just they just played red line a bit too much, I think, at the Roosters. Anyway, mm. um, all right, let's go to the naughty corner. So a few big ones this week. Uh, look, Jordan Rapana has got two matches. So for a careless high tackle, he also copped a grade yep. one shoulder charge as well. Classic, classic flog. That's it. So, a couple of matches off for him. A uh, couple of fines. Uh, Mitch Kenny, we don't care much about. Nelson Asafa, Solomona, we don't care much about. Raymond Fatala Mariner, don't care much about. Jason Tamalola, we do. Grade one shoulder charge. Early guilty Oof. plea for $1,500. That means he carries on with his loading. So, be warned. You might be missing him for a week if he does it again. 
Mm. All right. A little bit of news this week, Nick. What's happening? Um, we might go back and forth with this, Stu, but yep. um, I'll just kick us off with uh, Anthony Milford. So he's departing the end of the season because he's heading to the Dolphins. Um, he joined the Knights in April and um, uh, played 200th game last week against Manly. So... He's back to Queensland, which is good for him, um, particularly after the year he's had. And, you know, it's, it's just good to see him back. So um, would you, will he be the starting 5'8 for them, Stu? With, um, yeah. Okay. Sean yeah, O'Sullivan and him. Hmm. I mean, they've also got that um, other Panthers halfback as well, don't they? The 18-year-old. Oh, uh, the, I've forgotten his name, sorry. The, they certainly do, but I think he's more of a development prospect, like Wayne Bennett's just yeah, have yeah. got him early. So I think hmm. it'd be Milford for a couple of years. There's not too many 18-year-old halfbacks in the league. Um, hmm. Probably for a reason. Hmm. Okay. Uh, next one, uh, Tex Hoy offer a two-year deal to the Super League. Sounds about right for Tex. He hasn't... Um, he's really behind everyone there at uh, the Knights. And with Ponga getting a five-year deal, uh, he's really got nowhere to go there. Uh, so, yeah, good luck to you, Tex. Yeah, totally, mate. Yeah, he, he's a good player, but uh, he probably belongs over there anyway. Um, in uh, in North Queensland, going from um, Newcastle up, up north, um, Mitch Dunn and Jake Granville uh, have re-signed uh, for next year. So Dan, who's a Cowboys junior, has agreed to a one-year extension to remain Townsville, uh, while the club has activated an option for Jake Granville for the following season. So that's yeah, a couple of good players. Dunn's gone for the season, isn't he, Stu? He is, but it's I think it's a bit of a depth signing up there. So mm. you, you know, yes, they've they've worked out the edge pairing up the front there, and they've uh, and Granville is very much a bit of a bit player these days. But as the mm. uh, Panthers and some of these other teams are showing, depth is good. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, great, great signings. That's it, uh, especially if they're not on big money. So, all right, uh, speaking of big money, Josh Aloe has signed a new tier deal and remaining at the Seagulls. I wasn't really expecting this. He didn't look very good last year. No, he doesn't. <laughs> like, like, he, he, he looked Ugh. better this year. He has looked significantly better. But, look, based off last year's performance, I would have said it's a CMA, but instead it's a see you here for a couple more years. So, uh, man, he seriously underperformed, and I, I sort of expected him to go elsewhere at some point. Considering, you know, that they have a really strong forward pack, and um, I know he's one of the starters, but I, I don't see him that way personally. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, especially because um, he burned a lot of bridges on his way of the Tigers. Which says, "I'm never playing for you again. Give me a release," you know. And then hey, he went all guns blazing, didn't he? He was like flipping everyone off so on the way um, out the door then yeah. again if, uh, to get out of the Tigers you probably would be right it's, it's like on the Titanic push, push aside the women and children <laughs> he's not the first one to do it I guess eh? that's it alright oh, what else is man. happening uh, Cody Nikarima he's become the latest player to sign with the Dolphins with Milford um, and the club announced on Tuesday that the former uh, international has signed a two year deal that's pretty good for him actually okay not a bad sign. It's a utility. No, that's cool. that's it. And look, he's a guy who can fill in just about anywhere, and he'll push. He'll push mm. for a half spot as well. I'll be honest with you. So, because you know, mm. if Milford doesn't Maybe. work out, then yeah, can you oh, He's a solid depth signing, as you say. I'll, I'll take the next one, Stu, because it's it's a uh, Dragon Town. Michael Milo, so that's the brother of Francis Milo. They he's resigned. He's been promoted uh, from his training contract into the top thirty for next year. So he'll also be at the club. 
until the 2024 season. Well, so that's that's a decent signing. I is excellent signing. I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know that he was only on a training contract. He played well enough. I would have thought he was top 30. Yeah, agreed. Okay, price too. And look, here's one for uh, my friend Dean, good friend of the podcast, uh, mate. Matty Moylan, your favourite player, as you probably know this, but uh, I'll say it again, Matty Moylan has re-signed two-year contract extension with the club, keeping him Sharks colours until the end of 2024. So, mate, uh, according to you, you've got a hand in your Sharks jersey now, mate. So, I guess come join the Panthers, mate. Man, I'm stoked for Moylan, eh, that he's got another couple of years. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Like, in general, like, for him, I think where he started the season to where he is now, like, I don't think he would have copped the Super League contract at the beginning of the season. Nah, not at all. But, look, he's he's running that side relatively well. Like, you know, even when um, Nico's out, he's he's doing pretty Mm. well. Well, Mitch called it. Shout out, Mitch. He said uh, he'll have a much better year this year, and he absolutely has... And he's brought a great energy to the field as well, Matty Boylan. And he's really just found his home. Him and Hines, great pairing. And um, I think it's a good deal to sign for another two years. Yeah, oh, look, I think that now that he's proven that he can be fit and durable, like I think he's played more games this year than he has in the last two combined. So that, that kind of shows you. Yeah, that sounds that. right. So, yeah. and yeah, so no, well done, Matty. Anyway, that's, that's the end of the news this week. So we're on to things we got wrong. So, mate, I thing that I got wrong is I'm still paying for the buy round. So I dropped 2,000 ranks and I made up 900 of them, right, oh, this mate. week, which was good. So I better yeah. probably make up another 900 next week. I don't know how man, I'm going to do that. Will. I don't know how I to do that. Will. I've got a friggin' Captain Dewey or something like that. Like, go crazy. Mate, your team values are approaching 14 mils. So I think, you, I think you're due for another big one. So I wouldn't be overly worried if I was you true how about yourself mate how'd you go uh what'd you get wrong mate, i didn't get much wrong um last week not compared to other weeks i mean um my carry forward errors appear to be uh tyson frisco put another below uh expectations performance uh to say that's probably a calm way to put it right Stu. um that's oh, he, from frizzell it's a bit concerning the fact that he's yeah we'll, we'll we'll get onto what we think about Tyson in a little while but yes it's a little bit of concerns certainly yeah oh well you win some you lose some that's um, it Mitch uh, what'd you get wrong mate you're sick you're not here suck it that's it you got COVID from you know maybe not I don't know flu who knows <laughs> we don't know no. he, just, he just said he's, he's not able to make it so Anyway, um, first game of the round, Stu, what do we got? We have Eels versus Broncos. And on the Eels side, Ryan Madison returns. So Nikori goes back to the bench. And Bryce Cartwright, who I, we didn't realise was injured until the other day, but apparently copped quite a nasty rib injury. He's named mm-hmm. to return. Uh, or at least, you know, he, he's looking in the reserves. And I reckon you'd have Bryce Cartwright over Jacob Arthur if you could. Uh, yes, so that's it there. What's happening with the Broncos, mate? Mate, the origin starts. Carrigan, Oates, Capewell and Haas return. But Cobbo, who uh, suffered that head knock, he's still out. So Turpin um, is promoted to the starting side with Walters. He's got a hip um, injury. He's been sidelined. And Corey Pay, who had that head knock, he re- resumes his um, bench role. Uh, Keenan Palace, Tom Flegler, Kobe Hetherington all moved to the bench. So... 
It's looking much stronger now with all the Origin players back. Funny, that's Stu. <laughs> that's it. All good. So, who are you interested in this week, Nick? Mate, honestly, not too much um, from my point of view, but I'll just run through Payne Haas real quick. Uh, 676k and his break-even 59. So, um, he's very tempting at that price. So, so he's priced at 48. Um, that's pretty much it. It's just so cheap um, is sort of the the short version. Um, I don't think he's going to lose you any money. The only risk is the injury, but um, I'm not too sure. I wouldn't take the risk. Stu, would you take the risk? I held him. So I oh, did you? I held him. Oh. So I, well, it's only a couple of weeks when they said, because he was always going to probably cup a game through Origin, right? So really, I missed his, what, round 17, which he was away for. Mm-hmm. And they rested everyone for round 18. So really, it's just like it's been on origin duty. Same as Paddy Carrigan, who I also held. Yeah. So, mm. uh, look, I'm I'm okay there. But for 676 with a 59 break even, you can wait a week on Payne Haas. But, um, like, I know a few people are throwing around trades and whatever this week. But, look, I'd certainly be keen to pick him up next week if he looks decent this week. Mm. Yeah, ma- ma- I agree. Wait a week if you're considering him. Yeah. Um, the other one, guys, uh, Hosking, um, he's got the crazy low break even of minus 27, which is nuts. Um, but he's not playing, so don't bring him in. Um, and the last one from my point of view, Stu, is Ezra Mam. He's approaching that 500K, but his break even is 28. So just hold on. Um, I played him in my 17 this week, and he's still performing with a 47. So I think you can still hold him another couple of weeks, but um, if you wanted to move him, go for it. Um, yeah. Now's not a bad time to do it, but he could make another 50k or so still. He could. I guess it's just, you just got to think about how he's going to go this week versus Paris. So just, but even if he doesn't do great, you're not going to lose your shirt on it, right? Unless he goes off injured, not at all. you're not going to you're not going to come 100k down next week. 100%, mate. What do you got? A uh, couple of guys. So uh, let's start with Billy Walters. So, look, he's injured with a hip injury. Oh, we didn't mention him before, but he, he's, he's picked up a hip injury. So, sell. You can either sell him down to a guy like Aaron Booth from the Titans, who's starting this week, or you can just upgrade him. So, I had a ton, like of, it. I had a ton of cash last week. I actually went from him to uh, Zaya Papali'i. So, Oof. that's it. Speaking of him, 750K this week. He 55 points, 61 break even. Pretty much as cheap as he has been all season. So, because he's he started good and went up, so it's just a few mm. games at lock have got him with a break even, and it's slowly been grinding down. Uh, so you can probably wait week on him like you can for Haas, but you know you want him soon, I reckon, because he's he's got a big ceiling. He got a try last week, and he came close to getting a couple more. Uh, next up, uh, we got Reed Money. Uh, I know a few people gave us flack for putting him as a keeper hooker at the end of this year, but came back this week, another decent 55 points, 48 break even, and he's looking like himself again. Good tackles, bit of attacking spark, very much like a little bit of a pest. So, which all his teammates... Which all his teammates... But I think he's got a little bit of that fire back in him. So keep the faith, faith, I reckon, there if you own him. And I reckon he could hop on at a pretty bargain price for a tough run home, which means that he'll get... uh, Like, the eels won't be breaking down sides on the edges, so he might get a few dummy half runs or, uh, you know, attempts at the line more than he normally would. 
and uh, he'll also get plenty of tackles. So, mm. so Reed Money, I'm I'm high on him. I've got him as a buy. Uh, Another guy, which you can wait a week on, Paddy Carrigan, 697k, 67 break even. So you can spend this week. I will put him as a watch this week very carefully because check his minutes and his form because he looked amazing in origin. Uh, so Wally Lewis medalist. And he, I reckon with a week off, he'll come back pretty fresh, Nick. Oh, totally, totally, mate. He's a stud. Um, yeah, but you've got the week, which is good, just just as you say to watch. Yeah, watch watch with Parry if you don't own him. Last guy, Adam Reynolds. Uh, last guy that we probably want a week on, 685K. Got 53 points with a try, 72 break even. So, look, he looked better this week, which we, I guess Mitch has been saying that he will as those ribs heal. Uh, so, mm. again, we're going to watch on him because... When this break even evens out, it'll be around 650k, as we mentioned last week, which is a 150 to almost 200k discount over Munster or DC. So, for a guy who kicks goals as well as Adam Reynolds does, and he's playing outside a guy who just runs like Ezra Mayer, Adam Reynolds mm. is a pretty like interesting uh, point of difference pick for later on in the season, like round 20, round 21. Uh, so, just watch out for him. He like if he showed up in my head to head matchup, I'd be seriously wor- like concerned. It would be worried, eh? <laughs> oh, for sure, because he can pop off. You know, they score eight tries, so he suddenly gets eight goal kicks, a bunch of kick beat. Like he just goes off. Mm. Anyway, so look, this should be a good game. This is one of the best Thursday night games in a while, Nick. Yeah, so, I'll definitely tune in. For and sure. it, and yeah, it's it and be, it's not uh, in Brisbane for once. Time. So, well, normally they put like the Broncos yeah. away games on like they're the Saturday games and the home ones are always like on a, on a Thursday or Friday. But for this one, it's at Bank West. So get down there if you can. Uh, watch a good game of footy. Uh, we're not sponsored by Bank West Stadium, but, uh, you know, happy to be if anyone's out there. Uh, <laughs> Nick, who have you got winning this one? Uh, Broncos by eight. I think they'll um, just be really boosted. Um, with all their origin stars having a bit of time off. So, yeah, I see them um, taking on the Eels and it being pretty close. What do you think, Stu? Oh, look, I think it'll be close too. I think these sides are going to go at it because they're really, they're pushing for like that fourth spot in the top four. Both sides are equal on points. I would push for the Eels by six. It's a really good matchup across the park. Plenty of good matchups all around. I'm really going to enjoy this one. For sure. And then we get to the uh, Friday afternoon game or early evening game. Uh, Dragons versus Seagulls. What's happening with the Dragons, Nick? Um, Moses Mbai replaces uh, Moses Sully in the centres and Jaden Sullivan uh, joins the bench alongside Tarek Sims, who's back from that suspension. Um, he And Sharon Woods uh, goes to 18th man. Yeah, that's it. And look, only a couple of changes for the Seagulls because uh, Jakey Dravojevic is out. So, uh, uh, Tofo Sipley joins the starting side. Taniel Paseka comes onto the bench. So that's, that's like a size upgrade. Like, I know that Jake's an amazing tackler, but geez, those are big mm. fellas. Sipley's huge. Hey, they're, they're, uh, this pack is underrated. I, I don't think it's necessarily all that... Um, well, I want to say skillful, but then you got or Josh mobile. Schuster in there. 
Do you, do you know what I mean? Like they're just big though. Like oh yeah, yeah. They'll 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 run, they'll do a lot of rumbling. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. They're oh, I don't know. They they just got great go forward. You got to power off the bench. Um, yeah, it's awesome. That's it. Yeah, you'll definitely see these guys rumbling up the field. Hopefully, Sean Kepi gives us a real good performance after his seventeen last week. Less it about him, the better. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about guys who less it about the better. Ben Hunt, we are writing him off for fantasy this year. He got a forty twenty and a try, and only scored thirty five fantasy points. So, has, and look, as flashes of brilliance, like Ponga, but he's just not good enough to pull his side up with him like besides just yeah he's not falls in and out of games on occasion I just can't do it so I'm writing off Ben Hunt for fantasy this year we're not going to talk about him again Uh, Jack Bird 569k 39 points 28 break even so I know we talked about early in the season that we were a bit worried for Jack Bird if he played that 13 role and it seems that he's found his way back there again uh, because the other the other news from the side this week is that uh, Billy Burns has been named at eleven. I did miss that news in there. So yeah, so that pushes Jack Bird to thirteen. So I've I've got concerns about Jack Bird's minutes. You know, I reckon he'll uh, he'll make a few more tackles, but he'll get sort of like uh, less tackle buses. He's not pushing up against the small halves. So for me, mm. he's a bit of an avoid. And the last one, yeah, I, I, I'm not tempted by Jack Bird at all. It's um, it's just too risky at this stage. You you need at least you know a couple of good weeks strung together in one position. <laughs> You'd be even thinking about it, right? That's Which he it. did it, unfortunately, before he moved to lock. He put up a 61 and a 62 in back-to-back weeks, and now he's been moved. So anyway, yeah, the, for the people who jumped on, yeah, ride the lightning uh, with Hook. That's it. Yeah, look, they're, they're almost still unpickable at the moment, unfortunately, that most of the Dragons. Um, no, and none look, of them are. Talatau Cooler, 44 points, 22 break-even, 514k. So he's been a great rookie this year, but uh, we're sort of approaching cash-out time for Cooler. You can play him in your main side. He's preferably the 18th man type of thing rather than your main 17, but you could play him if you need to. But... Mm. I've got here, it's 8K to Dewey or about 100K to Latrell. That's pretty tempting, isn't it? It's very tempting. So, like, he's the sort of guy who, and you can make some money, but those guys will probably make it more money this week. So you're not going to catch up. Like, unless Cooler scores a century, he's not going to catch up here. So now is that time to do that little swap if you've got to trade up your sleeve. Nick, who have you got? Um, I've got a few here, guys. Uh, Cody Ramsey. Um, he's not overly fantasy relevant. I think if you, um, I think you could get demoted because there's a bit of unrest in the Dragons um, about Hook in general and not developing Sloan. So um, I think you're 200k late to jump on Ramsey. To be no, honest, so but, just, but just avoid we, it. We, like we were talking about before with Cooler above, would you be interested in selling him to someone like a Dewey or a Hastings? Oh, look, if. I think you've got another look. If you need to, if you want to sell them to that, that's a great move. But um, yeah, yeah, you can you can sell them. But you've got another week or two if you've got him. Um, what's his ownership? Uh, let me just bring it up. It is seven percent. Wow. Okay. Wow. A lot of people picked him up as a cheapie. 
then yep yep i'd flog him yep we've got uh, definitely some guys to bring in this week uh particularly uh dewey or hastings so take your pick there um the next one zach lomax guys um of course i sold him the week he puts up a 67 so he had a classic Lomax game where he shows his brilliance and his flaws. He's a cut-priced keeper in the centres. If you need someone other than Burton, Aiken, money, and you can't afford Ramian, like he's the softest of all soft buyers, only because he's got this upside in his game. Um, I, I can't recommend him, but if you just need some sort of centre with some upside, I, I can't fault it. DCE, guys, 836k. He put up an 88, which was awesome. 38 break-even. So it's a season high this week, uh, which included six goals. So he somehow has a kicking over Garrick, um, which worries me if you're a Garrick owner. Um, uh, Garrick, I think, had a hip lost... pointer injury from look of the the one that he had the other day. He had, he copped it just above the hip. Well, Garrick, um, he actually ended up kicking one goal when DC had the um, early mark, I think. So, um, but what it does, it creates a bit of a false economy on DC, I think. Because if um, Garrick's hip pulls right then he's obviously loses that goal kicking but either way i'm seeing him as great form and a final keeper half starter um what do you think stu i uh, have to uh look if you have the money and i don't i'm just short i was just short last week i'm short again this week but if mm-hmm. you can buy daily cherry evans he's one of those guys whose ceiling is it's it's second only behind what cleary and Hines really and that's only because he doesn't... Well, and he is kicking goals. So really, his ceiling's the same at the moment. Mm. Yeah, it's he's definitely got that ceiling. It's just um, if he doesn't keep popping off huge scores, it's probably because of his goal kicking. Go back to Garrick. So speaking of the devil, Ruben Garrick, 730k, he put up a crazy 78 um, with a 52 break even this week. He's very busy, um, runs the ball really hard. Uh, as I mentioned, the one goal. Um, two try assists, two line break assists, two line break assists. Uh, sorry, two try assists, two line breaks, and two line break assists. That's a lot. And five tackle busts, 233 metres game, which is just awesome. That's a really nice performance. And he's tempting. Uh, Julius Seagull's having the easiest run home from, run eight, from round 18 onwards and the third easiest for the last five games. But the only problem is, is that you can get Latrell Mitchell. Um, for 110k cheaper or you can get Dwayne for you know 200k cheaper so um that's the only reason why i wouldn't get garrett just based on yeah. there being cheaper options which offer the same upside right no i, I get it because i just know some people have some paps money this week right but i guess Mate, you, plenty of us out there yeah so so look garrick garrick's one of those guys who you just see 78 points with no try is very impressive so I know Mitchell had scored him, but he had scored him with a couple of tries in there as well, which to credit, you know, he scored. But if Garrett's doing that without 78, without goal kicking, or most of the goal kicking, and without getting over the line, he's a very interesting choice. That's all. But yeah, he promised to have 100k on Latrell. Well, this is it. We're at the pointy end of the year where every dollar counts, you know. Uh, the first trade I looked at uh, this week, Stu, was Paps to Manu, and I was 2K short. Oh. I think a lot of fantasy managers will be the same this week. You just want to make a simple trade, and you can't, you know. So, no. um, well, there's no reliable it's, it's, people to trade to, no. No, it's it, – and if you might only be that, you know, single-digit you know, thousand K short on what you're trying to achieve. And it's just frustrating time of year, especially when there's not many trades floating around. 
Anyway, I got manly by 30. Um, I did not like what I saw from the Dragons against the Roosters. What do you have, Stu? Yeah, look, I'll do the same. The Dragons did not look good. I didn't even put a score on this one because I was just like, it, it, it won't be great. I will be watching uh, but uh, or listening on the radio as I often do at 6 p.m. on a Friday. That's, that's Sweet as, mate. Excellent. On to the late Friday game, the Knights versus the Roosters. So Tyson Frizzell and Edric Lee suffered injuries against Manly, but have been named, okay? So um, just keep an eye out on those before um, kickoff to see if they actually run on. So Dom Young, as you mentioned, is on the extended bench. So he has that ribs issue. And Heimel Hunt is named for the first game of the season. Brady Jones re- replaces Simi Sasagi, as you mentioned as well, um, with Kurt Mann in the 14 jersey. Um, and Mitch Barnett's, at, Mitch Barnett's still at 13. Classic. Bloody Fitzgibbon. Anyway, Stu, what do you got, mate? Yeah, uh, look, few roosters changed this week. Uh, Joey Manu's back to centre. Luke Keary uh, makes his return from concussion alongside Jeremy Hargraves. And Matt Lodge replaces Dahiako in the starting side. And Nat Butcher Oof. comes in for uh, Satili Tupania. And then Terrell May, who's a bit... Uh, he's an interesting one. I might start with Terrell May, but he joins the bench. So, look, uh, Terrell May is just one of those guys that, uh, you know, he could be the cheapie of the week uh, due to the fact that he has a... He's 220K and he's playing. You might want a red dot at this point, but at least if you do want a guy who's playing this week, Terrell May is probably the cheapest of the lot. Uh, apart from that, guys, it's all the expensive fellas. Uh, James Tedesco. <laughs> so 714K, uh, 59 points last week with a try. Uh, and with uh, doing Latrell popping off, you could save one to 200K and get them. But I guess, do we want Tedesco for the ride home? Nah, jump on, jump on Dewey Latrell. I think you can get similar sort of output at the cheaper price, just based on the eye test, don't you think? Yep, no, for sure. Look, I, I own Tedesco, so I'm just sitting with him. But yes, I, I do get your point uh, that, yeah, you, you'd probably want to bank that extra 100K, uh, especially because Tedesco is entirely tackle breaks, uh, run meters and tries. So he doesn't like to pass. He doesn't kick. He doesn't kick goals. So that's... No. Those That's other it. guys have those in their in their side. Uh, next guy, Nat Butcher. Bit of an interesting one. Possibly a wait and see this week. 548K, 60 break even. But he's due to that uh, injury to Tupini, he's got that starting edge role now. He'd be the sort of guy who, like a bit like Mitch Barnett was a couple of weeks ago, sort of that option to put in your side if you need that flex player on your bench or as 18th man. And his long-term average of over 50 when getting over 50 minutes on an edge is worth a look. Because 548k puts him at a price around, what, 40? So there's there's 10 points worth of value yep. to have there. And having someone as injury, like like who averages 50 on your bench or on your, uh, you know, as your 18th man, that's pretty friggin' solid. Yeah, he averaged 51.2 in six games in the second row playing the full 80 minutes this year so yeah okay wow. pretty solid very solid and uh look we got tyson frizzell who we just talked about now this one i brought up for me because i really want to ask you nick so his cruel score was cruel this week by another injury are we worried that frizzell isn't cheap rather than that he's busted 
Yeah, I, I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if he was busted with his play style and his age and um, all the hammerings he's taken over the years. So, um, and he what he didn't get a sniff at Origin, and that probably says a lot as well um, about where he's at in his in his career, unfortunately. So, yeah, I, don't, I think you just got to keep clear of Frizzell, unfortunately. Yeah, so he's a big sell if you own him. Last one, Angus Crichton. Uh, 692k, 61 break even. So he came within an inch of a try twice and got cut down. So, but look, a 55 with just a couple of try assists and a line break is pretty decent. Uh, good chime if you trust the wrists to come home strong as they they kind of seemed last week that they would and then they picked up those couple of injuries. So there's a little bit of a question mark on them. But if you think that they're going to come home strong, Angus Crichton's a bit of a good one to own. Do you own him, Nick? Yeah, mate. I think he's a great guy to own in your team with the DPP. Um, good team, great job security, not too expensive. Yeah, I reckon bring him in. Excellent. All right, who have you got, mate? Mate, um, you mentioned him a little bit earlier about Kalen Ponga. So he's a tick under 500K, a 33 break even. I just think he's a little bit tempting purely because he's just been awoken from the Origin 3 performance. And the goal kicking is there. So 200 metres gain is the big sign for me. Um, and he took the line on a few times. So um, I know we've got some Reese Walsh people who probably want to... If you don't have much money and you can't afford a, Dwe- a Dewey or a um, Latrell, then Ponga, if you know you just can't find the cash, I, I would consider. Um, any objection? No, he's, he's, he's one of those guys you can aim for. Like, would you take him or Dewey? Dewey, easy. Okay. I'll, I'll talk about Dewey later. Yeah, oh, of course. Really no, no, it's just because they're so close in price, and they both. No, pay it's, the... it's it's Dewey every day of the week. Okay, um, but but he's, Dewey... he's still a good second choice. Like you could pick him up both this week. Like they're both. Yeah. Like, I... The pair of them are just over a mil, which you know if you've got a, uh, a cooler, right, and a I don't know a guy like Savage, you could sell them both for those two. Yeah, that that'd be really nice upgrades for sure. Hmm. Anyway, um, Jerry Manu, seven seventy eight k. He cracked the century of the hundred and three, which was just stupid. Twenty five break even. So congrats, Stu. You brought him in ages ago. He's a freak. Turbo esque performance, in my opinion. And he pulled the dragon's trousers down multiple times um, through the middle, as Mitch predicted. I think you'd be crazy to bring him in now, considering he averages forty four point two in the centers, and he's currently priced at fifty six. So. Are you going to hold Stu or are you going to um, eject? don't know who you eject to, mate. Like, you know, he's my third cover. So I've got Burton, Aitken and Manu. You just leave Manu alone. I've I've got him looped in at the moment. Mm. So I, I've got mm. him and Drinkwater on a loop just to see who does better. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Mitch Barnett, guys, 626k. Um, he didn't go as well at locked, um, but I'm not overly worried. I'd like to see his minutes just get over 70, though, in the locked position. So he averages 58.9 um, when he plays over 70 minutes at lock versus 60 to, um, versus um, when he plays just 10 minutes less in that 60 to 70 minute bracket. Um, he averages 38, mm. right? That's versus 58, which is just insane. So. I'm a little bit concerned as an owner, but with a 45 break even, I think he got another week just to see how this shakes out. Otherwise, you know, after 
well, a couple of weeks ago for the round 17 buy, we were saying bring in Barnett and Frizzell. And, you know, I brought in both and I've been burnt big time Oof. by Frizzell and I might get burnt here by Barnett. So, um, yeah, look, yeah. looking at that, I'm having a look at the 17. So you've got Frizzell on one edge, assuming he plays, which you were, and Lachlan Fitzgibbon. Yep. So where does Kurt Mann play? He's in the 14. I, in the I know. That's what I mean. So he comes on 30 minutes yep. in. Where does he play? Yep. So, so at that point you uh, so one of the props comes off you have Mitch Barnett effectively playing prop and Kurt Mann at 13 I guess so yeah, you just play a bit, bit um, faster through the middle bit yeah. more that's it so I guess that's my a little bit of concern there because Tyson Frizzell and Fitzgibbon they're not middles right yeah. so which means is that yeah uh, that's my concern about Mitch Barnett here but you do have a week so just keep him in your back pocket and work out what to do he might make a little bit more money for you yeah, it might it might work out with Bitch Barnett. I, I don't think it'll work out with Tyson Brazel. So um, I've got the Chooks by four. Stu, what do you reckon, mate? I've got the Roosters by 24 here. I reckon they're, they're going to try and pump out some scores here uh, mm. just to try and get into that eight because it is a bit of a gold rush at the moment at the bottom of the table. Knights uh, at home at McDonald Jones. So, you know. They, they can disappoint the people in Newcastle um, again. <laughs> in person Fortress Fortress Newcastle right oh mate imagine how salty Jerry will be after this <laughs> oh mate no uh, look I I hope that the Knights play well but uh, yeah no nah, probably not uh, Adam yeah, O'Brien the- I still don't know how his name is not hooks on the line but uh, Adam O'Brien's not anyway moving on uh, yeah. Saturday Raiders versus Warriors I, I like this game Raiders versus Warriors it's intriguing It'll be a bloody cold day in Canberra. Uh, anyway, <laughs> like it's played at 3 p.m. If this was played at 9 p.m., they'd, they'd be there in uh, playing full-length skins. No, the ball will shatter when it uh, hits the ground. <laughs> anyway, look, uh, Raiders, John Rapana is suspended for two weeks. It's replaced by Nick Kotrick, who returns from that leg injury. Albert Hopawate comes in for James Schiller, who did his ankle. Uh, it looks like it was just a lateral ligament roll for James Schiller. Elliot Whitehead returns from a knee injury, which shifts Corey Howard and Naira to the bench. Uh, Corey Horsburgh is still nowhere to be seen uh, from his injury. Uh, what's happening with the Warriors, Nick? Reese Walsh has been benched, which is uh, a bit shocking um, after signing with the Broncos after requesting that release. Um, Chanel Harris-DeVito then moves into fullback. Dejan Arcee goes to 5'8", ahead of uh, Ronald Volkman, who's coming back from that virus. Um, so a bit of speculation as to what's actually going to happen. DWZ from COVID, he returns onto his wing. So just to um, go straight into Reese Walsh, he's um, mid 500k at 546. He only scored a 24 this week and his uh, break even 38. So sorry for those who got onto him after our buy recommendation as a bit of a pod buy a few weeks ago. Um, this is and also isn't unforeseen, so to speak. So. I didn't think they benched him, Stu, just based on his uh, star power to, um, just based on his ability to get bums on seats. You know, like it's just a draw card that the kids and um, want to go watch him play. So I'm just surprised from that point of view. But um, I think the owner. I'll be honest with you. I think the owner of the Warriors is a little bit of a salty fella. So <laughs> he is. You're right. You are so right. <laughs> he he just 100 percent is. So I, the way that I'm seeing him is that he's probably just gone. Ah, stuff you, Reese, and. You know, catch you later. Mate, you're spot on. Uh, 
Yeah, should have seen it uh, coming then. Oh, well, uh, uh, I don't know, because you think that they'd say, oh, look, we're building for next season, and then yeah. they don't go play Volkman. They, after playing Cozy last week, when, remember, the last time he played was versus the Storm when they got toweled up, right? They bench him again all the way out at 20. Uh, mm. they not playing Freddie Lussick. Uh, they're not playing Katoa. They are playing Jesse Arthur's who's on friggin' loan, right? It's just this this team makes no sense. I do not get what's happening here. It feels it's a like shit show. It feels like a swan where the owner or someone is mucking around with the side because I, I don't understand it. What's happening here with the Warriors at all? No, totally agree. Um, so in terms of uh, eject options, uh, you got Ponga who's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, you've also got Dewey who's a little bit cheaper. Um, or Latrell if you can find the cash. So sixty grand um, to Latrell's not bad. Fifty four. Um. Oh, he's six twenty Latrell, so it's another eighty k. Oh, sorry, my apologies. Which uh, is just a, which is an awkward amount of money to find. But um, if you can't find the money, then Adam Dewey's the one to go. I reckon. Yeah, that's that's it exactly. He's he's certainly one here, but. Uh, yeah, either of those three, any of those three, are a great option. Uh, Reese Walsh is a hard sell, hard do not buy. Let's hope that he actually plays off the bench. It could be that the owner plays fantasy, wants him real cheap to buy him next year. Mm, mm. <laughs> that, that, that'd be really good. Oh, like yeah, Josh Huston scored uh, hundreds. That's it, because next year, uh, if he gets a few tens tw- or twenties, right? Mm. He, if he if he averages down in the thirty or so, he'll definitely be a buy. Hmm. Mm. Um, on to um, the opposing fullback uh, for the Raiders, uh, Xavier Savage, guys, 441k. He cranked out a 38, which is pretty solid. So I think you can sort of hold him for another couple of weeks because his break-even's 23. Um, super impressive with this try save, particularly on Jerome Hughes. So as we mentioned before, he got two try saves, which is great for fantasy owners. Um, but he also had the three errors. So we'd like to see that corrected. Um, only four tackle busts for an attacking fullback. So no other stats, um, attacking stats. So I'd be more than comfortable squeezing more cash out of him for another couple of weeks. Unless you're looking at making one of these uh, big trades to a boom type of player. So um, you could definitely look to move him on. Um, yep. But you do have another week or two up your sleeve. Tohu Harris, guys, the return. 649k. He pumped out a 65 and his break even's 30. He's back in the good books with back-to-back performances of 68 and 65. Guys, the most important stat of my week is his PPM is back to 0.97. Yeehaw. For the last, for the last, for the last couple of weeks. Before that, in his first six games back from his ACL, guess what it was, Stu? It was 0.63. So he's got like a 50% plus increase in his uh, statistical output. I am just so happy because... Bloody hell! I couldn't cop another um, couldn't cop another loss on all these um, mid-season buys that I had. So, um, hallelujah! And if you don't have him, it, it's definitely a right moment to bring him in. For sure, no, he's definitely looking good. He's named a starting prop here, but as we know, they will just shuffle him around the middle uh, to fill in whatever spots need filling in. So he will yep. play sixty-five plus minutes this week. Hundred percent. What do you got, mate? Uh, a couple of real quick ones. Adam Elliott, 731K, 54 points on an edge. Confirmed that even if Sticky mucks around with Elliott, we still want to keep him unless he's permanently benched. 
and he's on his way to around 750k so just hold on play him unless it's an absolute lock of an upgrade and I'm trying to think who a lock of an upgrade would be at this point in time Murray pretty much it that's it like Isaiah Papali is probably an upgrade but not definitely like they scored one point different this week they're both DPP so yeah Murray uh, okay Jamal Fogarty 631k 52 points uh, looking like a good reserve half or even an option if you can't reach DC or Munster as your second half so he's running well passing well kicking goals which are all things that we like on this podcast booyah so we, we call it early season that he'd be worth a look and he's finally regaining that sort of confidence and form uh, that we wanted for him uh, not quite as high a ceiling as some of the other guys in here due to the fact that Jack Whiten is still very relevant uh, especially he's just on that type of player anyway like he, he never was even at the times he's just this solid consistent half exactly so he, he, yeah, he, he's, he's just it's just worth a little bit of look speaking of solid consistent reliable Josh Curran 670k 48 points about the bottom price for Curran by the look of where he's at He's a real point of difference option because a lot of people sold after he got the injury. Uh, but I would only get him after I bought Tohu. So you buy Tohu Harris before at 649, and then you buy Josh Curran. And the only way you buy Josh Curran is if, if you don't own Ewan Aitken as well. Because you don't want, as I've said it three times now, it'll be the last time, you don't want Curran, Tohu, and Aitken because then you'll have $2 million on a bad team. Well, wouldn't you want to line up Nat Butcher before you brought in Josh Curran, Stu? Josh Curran's got a better ceiling than Nat Butcher because uh, he's I got agree. a bit of an attacking stat in him and whatever else. Uh, so I... And he's got 50K less. You can probably wait a week on Nat Butcher if you're going to go to him. I, I'll probably go Joshy Curran, but only for Dino Nunakin. If you do, go get, mm. go get Nat Butcher. Just spread your money out. Yeah, he's 70k cheaper for Nat Butcher. That's the only thing, isn't it? He is. Though we probably got a week this week to look at Nat Butcher, just make sure he's, he's still in the business. Hmm. All right. Uh, I've got the Raiders by 18 to win this one. Are yourself, Nick? Uh, I've got the Raiders by four, just a little bit closer than you. Um, you know, could could go either way. Could be, uh, could be ugly at some point, couldn't it? So. I don't know. I, I've... The Raiders, to me, feel like they've, they've had quite a few injuries and ins and outs this year. I figure if they get a couple of weeks with their real actual proper side in there, they might be a real good like team to... They won't win the comp this year, but they certainly could ambush a few sides and knock them out on the way or knock them down the that's ladder. That's what they do. Yep. Oh, yeah, they can match with anyone, that's for sure. That's it. Well, just when you're that big up the middle, or at least that athletic, I want to say, up the middle, uh, mm. you'll push teams right to the end. Yep. All, right. All right, let's go to the 5 p.m. game, possibly the game of the round, I want to say, with both sides relatively healthy. Panthers versus the Sharks, first versus third. Uh, Panthers, everyone is back. Uh, all seven Origin stars are back. Mitch Kenny, Matt Eisenhuth go to the bench, Robert Jennings to reserves, and then Lindsay Smith, Sony Luke, Kurt Falls are out. Uh, Spencer Lenu is still stuck at 19th man. I get a feeling that they are prepping him for next year giving him plenty mm-hmm. of time in reserve grade uh, Nick what is happening with the Sharkies um, kind of Tracy moves to the wingers uh, as Jim mentioned before uh, Sione Katoa has gone for the season 
CSC for Talakai returns to the centres after missing last week due to that shoulder injury. Um, Brighton Nakora is also back from suspension, pushing Teague Wilton to the bench. And Jesse Colquhoun um, is on the reserves. So, um, yeah, it's looking a little bit better for them um, with uh, Talakai back, Stu. For, for sure. Like, they're going to miss Katoa, though. So, yeah, a bit, bit sad there, too. Uh, like, this would have been an excellent game if those two were together. So, look, there's really mm. only a couple of fantasy-relevant players here because, look, I'll, I'll assume that everyone's got Nathan Cleary and everyone's got Nico Hines, right? And they're probably captain and vice-captain yep. this week, though you can pick a pod guy if you like, right? So, that yep. being said, James Fisher-Harris... It's a real quick one for me. It's because a few people go, oh, he had a great game, and he did. 74 points, 45 break-even. But don't be sucked in. He played 74 minutes. Got a Ooh. try to bump that score up. The match-winning try in front of his family for his 150th game. That's the sort of man that for oh, James. That's nice. I like that, eh? Yeah, his family flew out from New Zealand to see him, and he absolutely slapped it in. So... <laughs> Anyway, look, uh, just to ruin the West Tigers' day and to make sure that Brett McCourt, uh sorry, uh, that the Tigers coach, uh, Brett, uh, what is the Tigers coach's Kamali? name? Kamali. There we go. So I had an absolute brain freeze just there. Brett Kamali, like, uh, still hasn't won a game as Tigers coach. So, <laughs> anyway, I. I oh, salty. That's it. So, anyway, so he's just not 100% fantasy relevant, unfortunately. He doesn't score quite high enough. Uh, the fish and he doesn't ever have a dip right so there's no time to buy this man unfortunately let's mm-hmm. go another guy that uh, probably not interested much in Blake Braley 34 points last week because of a sin bin 53 break even 642k uh, softer game as well so didn't uh, didn't really get it injected as much as he needed to be or like he didn't have to inject himself in as much I guess uh, I guess I, I've still got him as a hold as a bench hooker unless you can go to Harry Grant because you can find 60-odd K. Harry Grant's at 718K this week. So Yeah, yeah that's a no-brainer in my in my books, Stu. Just, yeah. just bring in Grant. Yeah, Don't look, bother with Braley, unfortunately. Yeah, that's it. Well, I'm saying if you hold, if you own Braley, because quite a few people got him Braley for the buy round. So you could go and get Grant at this point because he's still got a couple of weeks of no cheese. The other guy that yeah, I've seen... Yeah, I'd pull the trigger this week, though. Oh, you would, uh, for sure, because uh, Grant's break-even is 54 now. So, yeah, time to time to hop on that train. Uh, so, look, that's it for me. What's happening with you? Just the one, uh, CSC for Talakai. It's just a massive pod um, at 543k, 39 break-even. Um, I just... The Sharks have the easiest five games on the way home. So um, I don't know how you can go past them at that price point unless you believe in Stags, who's um, 475K, or unless you love Lomax, as we previously talked about. Um, I think you should be fine after the week off. Mm. Uh, I have no... I wish Mitch was here to ask what his, what his performance would be like, but, you know, just have to trust the gut and just say, I reckon he's a goer. Um, as a, you know, DPP... Shoverman is he's got the one of the highest ceilings in the game. And he's, and got, he's got the got work a solid rate. floor. Yep, he's got a great floor, so um I'd absolutely consider bringing him in if you need um someone in that position. Oh that's it. He he's probably I wanna say somewhere around that fourth or fifth centre option. Like yeah, you'd have like yep. Burton, Aiken, Manu, and then after that, he's a good bench guy. Yep. 
for sure. And um, he does, like, you know, Ramian showed last week, like, last two weeks, he can go off, but he can also just pile up negatives. Uh, mm. Anyway, look, I've got the Panthers by 16 for this one. I reckon they'll, they'll outwork him a little bit. Uh, Nick? I think a bit, bit closer. I've got the Panthers by four. So, um, yeah, I know it's a Panthers stadium, but, you know, Sharks are going well, so... Oh, they, they yeah. are going well. well. I wouldn't be surprised if it did come down to four. Look, for me, it's more a hopeful one that we get ahead early and just, you know, roll on. Get get another totally. friendly, friendly sin bin of a Sharks player, you know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the roosters salty. Anyway. That's it. Oh, man, I love it. Uh, moving on. The other good game this weekend, Rabbitohs versus Storm. Uh, very close on the odds as well for this one. Rabbitohs... Cam Murray, Damien Cook are back, pushing Davi Moali and Savili Havili back to the bench. And uh, Daniel Saluka Fafida goes back to reserves. Jed Cartwright goes from the bench to the centres to replace Tane Milne, who I believe is injured. So that's what's happening there. Nick, what is happening with the Storm? Nick Meaney uh, comes in to replace Ryan Pappenhausen after... He was on the wing last week. Tyron Wishart retains his spot while Grant Anderson will return from an elbow injury via the bench. Oh, I, I would suspect that that'll be a late game swap. I do not see Tyron Wishart playing on the wing. No. So I, I see Grant Anderson coming back if he's able to. That's it. If his arm is not falling off, they'll strap it. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, that was gross. Yeah. Oh, that's it. All right, Nick, what's happening with you, mate? You've got a few players we want to talk about. Mate, there's some big guns to talk about this week. So, um, last week, I'm just going to rinse and repeat what I said last week about Damien Cook because he didn't play last week. So, it's all still applicable. Um, 925K, he's the clear premier hooker and a genuine captaincy option. I reckon he's locked into, you know, around 50 tackles, a linebreaker too, maybe a try, a, you know, a handful of tackle busts and a touch under 100 running metres. I just don't know how you can go past him if you have the money. Obviously, he's is he the most expensive guy in the league? He's probably what just behind uh, Cleary at nine thirty three, Hines at nine ten. So yeah, Cookie's right in the middle. Yeah, so uh, second most expensive player in the league. So if you can afford him, I would bring him in. Mm -hmm. Um, The next guy, Latrell Mitchell. So six hundred and twenty k. He nearly cracked the century. and he's got a six break even this week. I, I think just bring him in. He's got that look in his eyes. He's determined to remind everyone who he is. I think the revenge tour has started. First stop was last week against the Bulldogs, this week against Melbourne. Honestly, don't see them containing him, um, particularly on that right edge with Marion Seve there. Um, I've got him as a hard buy. He's kicking goals. Yep. He's doing everything. Um, bit of a layup there. Um, another he, he's gun. He's a very strong Harry. buy. He, I, like the more that I see that, mate, like it's probably worth going here. How hard a buy he is if he goes on that run. Uh, I know that they've got a few hard games coming up, but if he, like with the goal kicking, it does bring his base right back up. So yeah, it's 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 unreal what he what he can achieve um, when he's in this kind of mood, you know. Uh, he sort of had that roosters look about him. Now I think about it, you know that um just really you know fired up I haven't seen him so fired up in, in a club game for a while well, um, especially consistently like you could see him fire up for like five minutes but yeah. he, he kept him going for like 30 or 40 which is for him right and he was actually hanging around the middle near the ball which often mm-hmm. he's 
like you know and on the defensive sets of obviously he just he sits back on the 10 meter line and just waits there till the ball's kicked but the in, in offense he was doing that turbo-esque like just behind uh behind the ball like consistently he was just trotting behind it the entire yeah. time it's good well good he, to see. He, he scored that try off the uh offload he, he supported back through the middle and sort of got that offload around the corner and that's when he beat, I think, four players or something, right? That's it. It's and that's what you want to see from Latrell. It's not just him, and and he got those uh, tries off the side. So you want to see him on those sweeping plays out to the left. That's for sure. And look, I think they'll get less of those this week. But you also want to see him like getting those plays through the middle because he's really trying to back up. So the fact that, that he um, did both that pass he did, I think, to Tatola back in off um, off when the play sort of broke down on the left-hand side there but he just had that quick pass back inside to Tola he's he, he all the little signs are there with Latrell that you look for mm. you know all, all of them so he's, he's such a strong buyer this week um we've got some other strong buyers later on um Harry Grant guy 718k without the cheese he cranked out a 62 so he's a final team keeper hooker um and as uh, cheese has still got another couple of weeks on the sideline so he bagged a meat pie, 42 tackles, which is awesome. He keeps bleeding penalties. So he's got two in each of his last three games, which isn't ideal. Either way, he's still a strong buy in my book um, at that price where I reckon he's worth, you know, well into the 800s at 718K. If you don't have him, definitely consider bringing him in. Yep. Particularly if you can't afford Cookie for 200K less. I, I bring him in as your second... Uh, I bring him above Angus Crichton. I bring him above probably Tohu. Like, I, I get him before these other guys that we've talked about today. Totally. 100%. Cam Murray's my last one, mate. Uh, 816k, 63 break even. So he had the week off against the Doggies, so he'll be well rested by the time this game comes along as on Saturday night. So he has a 0.94 ppm this year, which is just awesome considering his minutes load. I'm tipping him for around 70-ish minutes on the run home, and the Rabbitohs will be heavily relying on him um, to be epic with the second toughest run home post-round 18. He's averaged 66.5 this year in six games when he's playing over 70 minutes, which is just insane. Um, it, uh, he's almost as strong a buy as Latrell. The only difference is he's um, you know, almost 200K more. Mm. But, you know, that type of consistency is just stupid the only um, only concern that I've got is you know how we said earlier in the year Cookie and the reason why Murray and Cook are doing so well is because they had to play through the middle right because they had Taff out the back now that they've got Latrell out the back and in the middle will we see a little bit of a decrease for Murray and Cook or will they the Storm uh, sorry the Souths just be a better side and so there's more points in the team fantasy points that is okay one moment I'll see if I can get the on and off splits with that um, okay. with Latrell as a teammate well, um, do you want to look that up and I'll talk about Cam Munster just, just real quick when he's played with Latrell this year at lock he's averaged 72.4 filth in 72.6 minutes that's a point a minute and without Latrell he's averaged 59.3 so it's actually in, bo- 60, in 63.9 minutes so yeah, it's actually a little bit better with Latrell. Oh, no. Um, Stop yeah, ruining my trade plans this week because I was like, oh, I won't get Latrell yeah. or Murray. I'll leave him out. I'll get in these other fellas, right? 
And now you, Mate, you worry it, me. It is a juicy week this week. This week is one of the best weeks in a long time. Mitch, you picked the wrong week to be sick, mate. There is a lot of good stuff to buy. We mentioned Latrell. We found, like, Murray. Um, Tohu. You know, Kalakai. Yep. Yep. Ponga. There's some really good stuff this week, guys. Uh, Butcher. You know, it... DC. Ooh. Yeah, it's and uh, you know what? Everyone's short on trades. So, Everyone's short, and short um, on money, like because you don't want to be selling keepers. So no, totally. You want you want to be doing double trades, like cashing two blokes down and getting a keeper and then a cheapy. So yeah, we'll see how we go. And, and Murray's had the week off as well, which I love. If he played last week, I probably would be worried after um, such a tough Origin. I mean, I know he got knocked out though, didn't he? He did. That's why he got the week off. There you go. Okay. Well, there you go. So he's had an even longer rest, if you want to put it like that, because he didn't really play Origin. So yeah, um, look, and look, we'll put a. I'll put a tiny, tiny question mark. The fact that Cam Murray seems to pick up the head knock more often than you'd want, but that's it. Oh, end of end of quote for me. So, yep, definitely very strong. Uh on Murray, I've been very keen on him. I haven't got him in this week, but you know. I, I want to get him in at some point. I've got some, mm. I've got my last couple of like back pocket trades uh, yep. sort of stashed away. And one of them is to get him Murray if I can. Uh, possibly. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, another guy what have you got, mate? who I do want to bring this week, Cam Munster. So 794K, 76 points, 57 break even. So he looked impressive on his return from injury and COVID. And will only increase his importance in this team and how much work that he does with that injury to Ryan Pappenhausen. Mm-hmm. So if you can't buy or don't like DC, get Munster. And the fact that the Storm are playing hard games, Munster picks up in the hard games. We've noticed this. So anyway, if you can't if you can't buy or don't like DC, go and get Munster. Uh, he's he can be absolutely monstrous. Uh, the other guy, Jerome Hughes, who bit on the other side, he got unlucky with the disallowed try. So he got one try, but he got another one uh, or knocked out of his hands, really, as he went over the line. Yeah, that was savage. It was. So he would have got a, another 10, 12 points there. So he would have got a 52 uh, with a couple of tackle busts and a try uh, as opposed to a turnover. So really 14-point play. Oof. Uh, so 40 points instead of the 54 he could have got. He also had 18 points in demerits. So if he got that try, Ouch. it would have been 54, 60. He could have got a 72 this week. Oh, my I God. Be, I wouldn't be telling Hughes to rack off. But instead, I've got Hughes as a, one of those guys who, if he's on your bench, that's fine. If he's your starting half, I'd be concerned. There are a few guys. Now, if you didn't watch the game and you didn't listen to, or if you didn't listen to this podcast, you'd say, "Here's with a forty. What's he doing?" You know, this is this is what you come here for, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, he came so close to a seventy-two. So, finders, he is a good <laughs> bench half, right? Uh, he, you can keep him in your side. I would only upgrade if it's like a straight, straight upgrade, and there's either Munster, DC, or possibly. You could go to Latrell and move Hines up to your half. Anyway, that's that's those are your choices there. Um, totally. All right, so guys, I've got the Storm winning this one by eight. I think that uh, look the Storm, they they're every chance of losing this one. I really think it will depend on exactly how hard Cam Munster goes on the day. 
So, because if, if there's a yin to the yang of Cody Walker, you know, it's it's a cranky Cam Munster. So... <laughs> you got you well it's, seriously you, you got you got salty you got salty Cody Walker and you then do. you I, and then I you got, got sort of brain explosion Cam Munster like you know I'll, I'll kick you or I'll pull down your pants or whatever's happening today <laughs> anyway so look I can't wait for that I've got them I've got them by eight what have you got Nick I think it's gonna be close I've got the Rabbitohs by four I just think um that right edge for Melbourne worries me. Oh, it's soft. And it is soft. It, it, it is. Just, you're so right. They, uh, so I just see, um, you know, that Rabbitohs left edge with uh, the troll back just tearing Actually, them apart. It, it, it does concern me because that's how the Seagulls tuned them up the other week. I know that they let in those late tries. Yes. But, but they, yes. they just went around them it, all that's game. That's exactly it. That's it. Yep. And no, so. You're spot on, mate. And it's just just the absolute tranche of injuries they've had out wide. Anyway, moving on. Uh, look, that's a game worth watching. Nick, we might need to catch up for that one, maybe. Mate, uh, I'm um I'm away. I'm heading up north, so. Oh, Slack um, and McGee. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I have to have to watch it myself. Uh, anyway, then we got the uh, Sunday games: Bulldogs versus the Titans. Uh, this one you can probably wash your car. Uh, it's close to it I guess if the Tigers were playing the Titans it's certainly oh no don't make me repeat that game because that was the worst game this year that was the worst of all time mate so so me and my mates um, we we went so you know these days you know this mate with with kids and stuff getting out is a bit harder than it used to be than it was in your earlier 20s and so me and a few boys we went to um, the the, uh, Blue Gum Hotel which is uh, for those who don't know, it's um, a really uh, classic uh, pub up in Hornsby. And um, so the first time we'd sort of got together in a long time and then that bloody game was on and we just went stuffed this week going, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> oh, mate, who shows that on Fox League replay? Like they must be like contractually obliged to or something. Oh mate, it was it was rough. We were we weren't impressed at all watching that game live. It was terrible. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, uh, look, I think this will rival it. <laughs> it, it could do. So, uh, the bulldog the bulldogs scored plenty of points though. They really they really took it to South. So I was impressed by that. But the Titans not as much. Uh, so look, Josh Adakar has <laughs> been named for the Bulldogs despite the ankle and glute injury. But he's a captain's run proposition. Declan Casey has retained his spot, but Aaron Shoup is hanging around in reserves looking for a return from injury. Uh, Raymond Fatala Mariner still sits there in 17. It looks like that's where he's going to sit for the rest of the season. What's happening with the Titans, Nick? Mate, Jaden Campbell is back after his hamstring injury, um, but he's on the bench. So AJ Brimson retains that fullback spot. Uh, Tina Fasulmaali is back into the starting side after coming off the bench last week. Um, who got demoted for that? Is it Herman or Jamin who got demoted to you? Uh, who started last week? No, no. Uh, no, what happened last week was that uh, Tino came off the bench. Aaron Clark started at 13. Oh, right. He okay. played really cool. well. He He's the guy who, if he was playing 13 this week, would actually be talking about because he cracked out a 74. He looked like an absolute stud in the middle. 
because mm. so, he was running the ball. He wasn't playing. He's strong. He's low to the ground. He's He played exceptionally well, but it's Tino, so you can't keep him out. <laughs> no, I, I was seriously this close to thinking that maybe they, they put Isaac Liu on the bench and they played Tino as prop this week because Aaron Clark played that well last week. Anyway. And I'm a, hu- a huge fan of Aaron Clark. Huge fan. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all one of you. Uh, all right, let's kick us off this week. Uh, uh, we got uh, Jojo for feeder. Uh, so see for for feeder, 255K, got 50 points on debut. Minus five break even. Real cash down option this week that isn't a red dot. Looking excellent on debut. If you need a cash down option who you actually want to play just for that like emergency slap button, he's the guy. And Max- so if you're a Cody Ramsey owner... Just just go down to the feeder. He could save 220k right there, mm. which is pretty e- easy. That's it. That finds you the 200k to get someone else to go and get yourself DC or someone like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, other guy, Max King, 48 points in 48 minutes. So, look, if you can trade, you can give it a go because he's near the end of his price rises. But to be honest with you, 48 as a middle forward is not too bad. And his break even is still not enormous so having a look here 49 break even so you got another week uh, to give Max King another run this is still no sign of Luke Thompson in this team so I don't know what the hell's happening there mm, yeah I hope he's alright yeah that's it well he went back to England at some point so I don't know what the hell's happening there yeah. uh, he, he could just be on the way out uh, that's it for me Nick you've got a few more players Aaron Booth what's doing Mate, he's 269k, uh, 47 fantasy points, and he's got a minus two break-even. So a couple of the Titans here with minus break-evens that are tempting. So he's come out of the Storm system, and he's made a big impact with 42 tackles in 60 minutes. So the way I see it, he's sort of that Chris Randall-style hooker with only four running meters, but he looks like he can make the tackles with only three misses, um, which is pretty solid. Um, he's a good cash down option if you're desperate to have hooker cover in your emergency. So he's definitely a really good option this week, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one's Dave Fafita. So 645k and he cracked out a 63 and a 49 break even. So he's, he- he's um, turning into a pretty decent pod heading into the back end of the year with his really um, trademark sort of Dave Fafita stat line. Nine tackle busts, 27 tackles, three offloads. All of them to hand, that is, and 124 running metres. So you can't say it was ridiculous. Um, hat-trick game, which he used to have, but it's pretty standard. Um, just Dave Fafita doing Dave Fafita things. Um, he's grossly under, undervalued if that's his output, um, but he's a huge gamble, right? There's uh, plenty of mids on that bench with Jolliffe and SAS as the mids and Campbell and Clark uh, playing in the spine or, as Stu mentioned, Clark can play in the middle too. So is Fafita going to maintain that 80-minute role, Stu? Oh, yeah. I, I can't see them benching Dave Fafita. The coach is playing for his job. Dave Fafita is the only guy on that team who breaks open. And AJ Brimson, those two, right? And uh, mm. the third player, I'd say, there is currently on the bench, so Jaden Campbell. Those three are the only guys who can break games open, right? Everyone else is a pace player. Those three are the keys, and the fact that he did so well when he was essentially being monstered by the Broncos, right? He had guys running at him all night, like guys up in his face as soon as the ball went near him. And he still yeah. did. got a 63. I'm very impressed. So I, I would yeah, say he's I, a really, really good really got to see him to himself, eh? Hey? 
Oh, it is. And the fact that he got the ball flat-footed so many times too, so it's not like he got two runs where he scored a billion points. You know, it's a good yeah. all-round stats. He's at 8% ownership, so he is a real pod for you guys uh, out there. So he's, he's a guy who, especially in your head-to-head finals, if he's on the opposing team, wouldn't you be worried? 100%. Yeah. And I'm looking at their last five, right? Because really, or you just don't want him against top four teams. So his last five. <laughs> so, so you got the Storm. Spot on. But then you got Seagulls, and they're soft around the edges sometimes. Dragons, Knights, Warriors. That's juicy, mate. That's for the, juicy. That last three for your head-to-head finals run, that's filth. Uh, and this week's versus the Bulldogs. So, yeah. I reckon he'll do all right. Uh, he's definitely a good option. Jacob Caraz is my last one with 506k. 43 points, 32 break even. He's got more cash to make if you can hold him another week or two. So he's a really strong winger with 2.3 offloads per game, which really stands uh, him apart from the rest of the crowd. But really, it's probably a good time to move him on. So yeah, uh, um, if you've got some some other option, maybe Stu's trade for Fito? Tra- I would trade... Trade someone else down, trade him up, go and get Latrell, go and get Dewey, go and get one of those guys. Or you can straight trade him to Dewey, basically, if you've got a little bit of cash in the bank. Or go trade him straight up to Latrell. Mate, sounds like a no-brainer to me. Because Karaz, Karaz, his output is good, but it's limited by how far he can get, right? Whereas Mm. these other guys, they've got, he's got a ceiling in the 50s or 60s. Right, generally, these other guys have him in the eighties. So yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway, he's on a poo team. Um, so for the toilet bowl, I've got the dogs winning by two. Um, what have you got, mate? I got the dogs by twelve. I, they showed last week they've got points in them, uh, mm. and they've they've finally learned how to play a little bit out the sides there. So which is good. Uh, I just want to see Wait. a little bit more bat- Matt Burton running into holes. Anyway. Yes, I agree with that. Not standing back. I agree with that, 100%. All good. Okay, let's get to the last game of the weekend. Uh, yeah, you probably want to continue watching the car because it's the Cowboys who are good versus the Tigers who are very, very bad. So, oh, thank you. Oh, well, they couldn't beat the second string Panthers last week. Anyway, uh, but look, they did look better than they had in a little while. So that's, you know, not much, but something. Uh, but look, the Cowboys get back Val Holmes, Tom Deedon, and Jeremiah Nenai, and Murray Tuolagi from COVID. Uh, Nenai sees Luciano Lee Lewis shift to prop, and Jermaine Tanua Brown drop back to the bench, and Kami uh, Lumi Louie, uh, you know, out of the 17. And Hamaso goes to the bench, Ben Hampton and Tom Chester reserves. What's happening with West's Nick? Mate, Brent Naden's back from his uh, four-game suspension. David Nofaluma and James Roberts have been listed in the reserves as AI return from an illness. Uh, Tyrone Peach, in, in, so apparently he was in, uh, impressive in the New South Wales Cup, so he's earned a recall onto the bench in the number 17 jersey. Um, Brett Kamali is stuck with Jason Has- J- uh, Jackson Hastings at lock. James Tamau has been promoted to the run-on side for his 300th NRL game, so congrats to James Tamau. Congrats, mate. And uh, also, interesting one, Justin Matamua, 220k cheaper from last week, yeeted all the way out to 20. Mate, so. I can't I can't stand teams like this. You know, I ripped Luke Garner out of my team, 
because of that. And I thought, oh, yeah, they're bringing this guy in to actually play minutes. And then they just do that. It's like, oh, anyway. Just, uh, just uh, well, and we couldn't hold Luke Garner because he might be out next week anyway. He could be playing centre again. Who knows? No one knows. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's, it's terrible. Brett Kamali obviously sees someone have a bad training session, mate. You're done. Catch you later. Oh, you missed a tackle. Sorry. <laughs> like, mate, you say bad breath, probably. I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, look, I'll kick maybe yourself. Maybe standing a... downwind from him, yeah. Oh, that's what you got. Look, real quick one. Jackson Hastings, 533K, 73 fantasy points, 17 break even. So, look, Nick wasn't high on him last week, uh, but he got out of 73 with 41 tackles, 161 running meters, one try assist, two offloads, full 80 minutes at lock. So, he ran pretty hard too. He did a lot of running of the ball and that try assist he did get off a kick so you can obviously he's got that skill set which makes him a 7-6 you know whatever he needs to be uh, he made 34k last week uh, if you need a half for your bench uh, Hastings is very tempting I would probably pick up him over Fogarty simply due to the fact that you'll save 100k and he's got a probably Agreed. a better ceiling uh, now he probably won't get DPP tomorrow as he's only played the one game at lock now NRL.com have said they'll also take in future positions at point for when they hand out DPP. So he's an off chance of getting it, but there's no guarantee. If, now, I've got him as a buy, as the eunuch, I believe. Yeah, I, I do. Um, just from the eye test, pretty much, he still was playing a lot of a first receiver. So he was still controlling, you know, first man off from the ruck and then putting the forwards through their paces. Um, and he was 41 tackles is awesome. You know, I love Jackson Hastings. He might be my favorite player in the league. Just watching him play is just just a masterclass every time. He's so underrated. Um, yeah, I've got him as a pretty hard buy. The only exception is, is you don't know what's going to happen with the Tigers. You just don't, you know. No, that's it, true. It's the only thing holding me back from him being a must-buy, you know? Yeah, you could have Tyrone Pitchy playing half next week. You don't know. Uh, yeah, I... It, we, mate, we just keep getting burnt, you know? It's just... Oh. Anyway. It is frustrating. On the plus side, I will say this. He goes from a buy to a very, very ultra-strong buy if he picks up uh, a DPP. So on the oh, off chance that's absolutely fan hub give him the DPP option there, uh, DPP middle half, he he would mm. be a great seventeenth or eighteenth man in your team. Oh, I'd be brilliant. Yeah, all good. And now Nick, you've got a few guys, so I'll cut over to you. Mate, Adam Dewey five twenty two k. I can't believe how cheap he is. Uh, Eighty three fantasy points, twenty eight break even. It's raining wings and fullbacks this guy this week, guys, with Dewey, Latrell, and Ponga all proving juicy and spicy. Um, Dewey's, do you get this? Dewey's average in the halves is in the low 60s. <laughs> uh, low 60s. Any so goal kicks priced, too? He's priced around 37. Oh. He will make stupid amounts of points and cash. He's a must. Would you get you him know? or Latrell uh, if you had to pick? Oh. A lot of people will be picking this week. I'm picking. I'm literally having a pick this week. Okay. 
Um, I've already got Latrell, so I'm not in that position. But if I didn't have Latrell, I would probably go. Oh, give me a sec. I would quick think about that. Yep. Just I'll just go look we'll come up. Back to it. Um, yeah. So, do you want to take Luciano Lua? Yeah, I'm looking I'll look, this up. I, excellent. So, look, Luciano Lua. So, 493k, 62 fantasy points, 31 break even. So, he's got the 80 minute spot on the edge, but he's lining up a prop this week. Uh, a bit of a guy who he short you saw last week with his 62. He can swing a head to head league. Bit risky with one prop for the Dragons, you know, 19 points in 20 minutes. That's the only time he's played props in 2019. So, he's very much a watch to see what happens next week. Uh, I think he's too good. They've just thought that he's too good to leave out, but they don't know where to put him. So, yeah, for me, Lucini Lua is definitely just a watch and see. I would pick up at the price point uh, Dewey or any of the other guys that we talked about this before I pick up Lucini Le Lua. Mm, mm. Mate, he's, uh, he's definitely an interesting one, um, Luch, but uh, there's no need to bring him in, guys. So um, just keep an eye out. I'll be, I'm actually going to be interested to see how he plays through the middle and if he can bring a bit more consistent aggression. He, I know, he's, um, the body, Mitch... he's the right body size, and he he plays quickly enough that he should be able to like dodge some of the bigger fellas in the middle, like straight on. And his, his, his passing game should be good too because he could play like a junior Paolo sort of thing, you know, like, he, you know what I mean? Like, like big boy with good hands. He's good. I like Luciano Lelua. I've liked him since 2020. I know you guys went hot on him then because you were old Dragon supporters. But he was he, so bad for us. He was. But look, he's turned into a quality player. And I think he's just, he's hit his straps. It's the right time to get on the Luciano Lelua train. I'm hoping that he does really badly. They drop him so he becomes a cheapie for me for next year. Totally. That, that would be brilliant. So I've had a look at, um, uh, Latrell, I'm sort of thinking he'll be in the 50s by the time it all washes out. Um, mid 50s to high 50s. Whereas, you know, Dewey's in the early 60s as a half over okay. a decent sample size. So that's, and he's 100k cheaper. That's where, you know, so I don't think you can go past Dewey unless you're concerned about his, he's got a pretty rough injury history and we know Latrell appears to have sorted out his injuries. That's probably the only other compensating factor here. Um, from my point of view, uh, what do you think, Stu? If you had to pick one. Oh, look, I had picked one already. Just for the 100K, I picked Dewey. And due to the fact that Latrell is notorious for rolling in and out of games, whereas Dewey seems mm. to be back. He's had a few games back past that ACL you know, injury point. So I've got him in this week, but I was concerned for him. And I was like, maybe I can get them both. And I'm like, but I also want Cam Munster. Oh. So I couldn't. I you're couldn't work up that out. Big, you're putting up a big ceiling with those two, I think, and um, like they could both go big. So you know, hitting thousands could definitely seem quite possible um, with, with these players back in the back in the NRL and back in your fantasy side. So uh, imagine, mm. imagine the boom or bust around if you got in this week. If you got in Dewey, uh, mm. uh, you got in Latrell, and then you got in Fafita, mm-hmm. like a just pod city oh yeah i like that actually that, so, that's spicy that's very spicy it's, it's you gotta find 1.8 to do it right with those three mm. uh just a bit that's over. not too difficult 
No, That's it's not. not but over three trades, so or maybe a fourth mm. trade if you got it. But look, that's it, a tough thing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you'd certainly be rolling to your head to head, and if you blame it, then you could just blame your players, right? Like if they play yeah. badly, <laughs> which is something that we always do here. Speaking of players that we blame, <laughs> Joe Offengawi, Nick, made seven hundred and forty k. Um. After screaming at fantasy managers to take notice of his output, Brett Kamali or Tim Sheens, whoever's idea it was, thought it'd be funny to move in a prop and drop his minutes from mid-60s to mid-50s. This is an extremely uncool move. Extremely uncool. I know it's one game, but he's going to bleed badly um, from his cash-wise. So um, consider Murray as a safe swing if you can find the 76k or iPappy for the 10k yep I've just got a bad feeling about this I just you know offering Gowie in that role when he was getting the longer minutes he he put it all together but that role's changed and you know changes are afoot at the Tigers so I think you need to then be agile with that and move on as well. Um, oh, for, for sure. And look, he was great for your round 17 plays, everyone who had him, like in, in the lead up there and as a real pot option uh, while all these origin players weren't playing. But the answer is, is that these guys are back. That's it. That's it. you got you got to just be agile. Copping and move it, you know. Um, I've got the Cowboys by four, Stu. What are you thinking this will shape up as oh, I'd add a zero to that I've got the Cowboys by about 40 Ooh, okay okay righto let's so, see let's watch it I'm let, keen yeah no definitely I'll, I'll be watching it up uh, up at the parents place watching uh, Mitch get rolled again uh, in fantasy by my mum <laughs> that's it uh, so we'll be, we'll be doing that alright uh, let's get to oh captain my captain uh, I have Nathan Cleary, fresh back from Bali. Look, I've... Uh, Bali boy. <laughs> I, I Seriously, I was having a look this week. There's not a huge number of obvious captain's picks, like who people have got easy games, right? Like Cam Munster has Souths, right? Latrell Mitchell has Melbourne. Uh, Adam Dewey's yep. got uh, North Queensland. Nathan Cleary's mm-hmm. got the Sharks. <laughs> Nico Hines has the Panthers. Isaiah Papali has the Brisbane forward pack with Payne Haas and Carrigan back, right? Mm. Cookie's got the Melbourne Storm. What so DCE? Uh, DCE. Oh, that's the last guy. It's that, the Dragons? Uh, yeah, actually, DCE versus the Dragons is probably the easiest choice, but I don't own him. So for me, it's I'm going with Captain with Cleary and Nico Hines and just, just keep it safe, keep with everyone else. How about you, Nick? Yeah, I think um, I was tipping the Cleary Revenge Tour. Um, I think he's going to just come out of the gates really angry after how Origin went down for him. And, you know, all the negative uh, comments about you know, his performance and everything like that. Um, even though it wasn't his fault we lost, but that's oh, all right. No, that's it, exactly. He, he can only play as good as the rest of the team, you know, around him. But we know he takes these things personally and he, he shoulders responsibility, um, which is an awesome trait to have. And I'm just tipping he's going to go ham. So, um, but yeah, other smokies, I'm sort of thinking DCE. <clears throat> a spicy choice, Stu. What do you think about Teddy against the Knights? Is that... Um, 
Teddy that, against Nice. Oh, look, I, I think it's good, but he hasn't had that rest. That's the only concern for me. Is, no, is you're it, right. You're he hasn't right. had that rest, but you're right. He, he could certainly be one of those guys who, if you were looking for like a crazy Ivan to go mm. and take your way through, it's him or DC this week because there's no other obvious choices. There's actually a lot of tight games this week. Mm. So, so mm. oh, the other guy you could go if you really wanted to, Fafita versus the Bulldogs. Oh, no, that that's too crazy. That is that's crazy, man. Uh, who'd oh, be up against? Uh, he'd be up against that. like Corey Waddell or someone like that. Yeah, that's not fair, is it? I'm just saying, like, if you want your crazy Ivan, go get yourself some points. He could do it. Yeah, yep, mate. Mate, I like it. I like it. Anyway, I, I don't have him, but. Yeah, choice out there. All right, look, I have a trays this week. I've got some real. I actually deleted my trains because I was like, oh, maybe I should go and get, <laughs> I should go and get uh, Latrell in. But no, I'm pretty sure I'm doing Savage, Cooler, and Hughes all out. And that brings in uh, Polga, who is a DPP player for the West Tigers, who's unlikely to play again this season at 226k, center wing fullback DPP, so I can double loop with him. But the other thing that gets me is I get him Adam Dewey and I get him uh, Cam Munster. Oh. So, so who, who are your halves? So my halves Cleary. are Cleary and Munster. And my back three is Hines, Tedesco and Dewey. Uh, with, love it. With Manu and Drinkwater on the bench. Or oh, it, love it. Actually, I'm looping in Manu and Drinkwater to see what's happening there. Nice. I like ha- it. How about yourself? What are you doing? I've got a force change with Ryan Pappenhausen gone, so I'm down uh, creating some cash with Adam Dewey. I've already got Latrell, and then I'm going to use that cash to go from Joffrey Gowie to Cam Murray. That's so. Huge. I'm pretty. I know it's sort of trading two keepers, but one is a forced move, and the other one I just think Offing Gowie. Unfortunately, he's just got to go. Oh, so. You trading and the I'm pod very, to the best middle in the game. I think so. I, honestly, Murray is just—he's just ludicrous. So I hope he comes back um, healthy this week from that head knock. And um, yeah, fingers crossed on that one. Um, There's—I tell you now, there's a lot of good trades to make this week. This is like kid in a candy shop for once. You know, it's yeah. been a rough couple of weeks, hasn't it, been, mate? Oh, it is. Has and there's going to be some absolute filth next week too. As everyone gets those last four trades. You're going to see people absolutely burn through them. I know I'm going to bank mm. them, right? I'm going to leave at least one per week. Or hopefully, mm-hmm. I've, I my real goal is to have two per week from round 22. Love it. Because that way, you know, you can really make those head-to-head moves where other people are like doing one or none if they get those injuries. Anyway, don't burn through them, I guess, is like this week or next week unless you're absolutely getting these studs in. Uh, yep. All right. So very last part of the podcast is we have some questions from the people. So we didn't send this out to everyone this week. We just advertised it on the local page, but we still got some good questions. Uh, for Fida or Haas for the run home? Mate, that's a great question. I love that. <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm going to say for Fida. Yep. For sure. Uh, I, Haas, I think is, Haas is too risky, right? Uh, I would, Haas is fine. Fafita's just got the ceiling. Yeah. 63 without a try for Fafita is against the Broncos. 
good game. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's yep. not a blowout one way or the other. He turned up and yep. he's getting some better ball. Uh, Tanner Boyd. They used to play with each mm. other. Mm-hmm. He used to be the half. So that's good too. Tanner Boyd is a guy we didn't really talk much about today, but Tanner Boyd looked good at half. He's not worth a buy, but he looked good. Nat Butcher thoughts from Luke Sagoza. We've already talked about Nat Butcher, which is that he's a buy, but you can wait a week. Uh, yep. Brenton Vickery. Uh, David Feeder or Latrell for best average rest of season because they're the same price. Oh, God. That's, Flip a coin, bro. That's another great question. Abs- yeah, uh, uh, no, I'm going to say Latrell. I'm. I just think he's. I don't know. He just had that look. He it, did. I don't know. I. I I'd say guy. the last. Remember, this is my question for me, right? So the Titans have got Bulldogs, Raiders, Storm, Seagulls. Then they got Dragons, Knights, Warriors. Right. Yep. But their season's done. Versus the. Yep. I, I'm just having a look here. The Rabbitohs. They have. Storm, Sharks, Warriors, Eels, Panthers, Cowboys, Roosters. Yeah, it's tougher. Much tougher. Yeah, like a hugely tougher one. Now, obviously, Latrell will be a big part of whatever they do. I reckon he plays more important in this team than Cody Walker. You saw that left wing click together immediately when he came back, which Mm. he just couldn't do before that. Cody Nicarima couldn't do it. He doesn't have the speed or the threat. Uh, no, okay. I'm changing my answer. I think for feet will average higher. Yep. Yeah. I, I look. I, I think he will better. too. But look, if mm. you can get them both, get them both. I, I'm getting neither. Yeah. But look, that's a real, like crazy Ivan run. Okay. Last yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, so let, let me just check that I'm not missing some here. Facebook loves to hide I, comments on occasion. I've got a couple on Instagram from Wade Barr. Oh, yep. What to do if you bought Gutherson as a round 17 pod? <laughs> Put down oh, the ball. Jeez, that's a good question. Sell, <laughs> <laughs> so, bro. Like, how much is he worth? What, 500k right now? Uh, Gutho's not five, had a good year. 512. Dewey, goodbye. That's unfortunate. Dispatch. Yeah, that's a layup. Yep, agreed. Um, okay, Reese Walsh named it 14. So I'll be selling best trade option for a similar price. So he's, you, you can't have Dewey because it's still weighed again. He's, so you're saying go from Gutherson to Dewey. What does he do with Walsh? Do you bring in Ponga or do you go... You'd find the money somewhere in. to go and bring in uh, Luttrell. Because you have Cause, around Because if you've got Gutherson and Walsh, right? Yeah, you go yeah, down one down to Dewey mil. get 30k. And and so you're just hoping that he's got maybe 40k in the bank and you can get to Latrell. Gutherson to Dewey will cost you um, 8k, I think, and then or 10k, and then you got to find yeah you just got to find that cash to get um, yeah that's tough. Mm. There's no one else. Oh, Jackson Hastings for five thirty-three k. Yeah, you could you could pull yeah. out Jackson Hastings. It depends on whether he needs that wing fullback or not. If yeah, he doesn't, if you can't if you, if you can't find that dosh, I would look at Jackson Hastings. Um, yeah, they bring in both Dewey and Jackson Hastings. That's a concern, unless he gets that DPP. I mate, it's a huge concern. Um, totally agree. Um, so like, at but, least... but I mean, if you don't, if you don't have the money, you can't. 
You if can't you, earn it. You know? <laughs> that's that's true. I guess you make the third trade trade someone down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't see anyone else. Maybe you just cash it out to someone, you know, and then load up for next week. True. All, all right, so we've got a couple more here. Uh, some guys have really come okay. to town, actually, because we only post on that page. Heaps of people have come out of the woodwork. Christopher Guest got three trades left. I want to burn through them. Oh, fair enough. Thinking Walsh, yep. Frizzell, and Britton Acora out. Yes, that totally makes yep. sense. Just sell them. Yep. That, yep. Just pick anyone. No, but it's saying too. Harry Grant, Aiken, and Dewey. Yes. Tick. Okay, Edward Lord. I mean, who's, you, who's, you you could probably you, you could probably do better than Aitken. Is probably my only comment, couldn't you? At center. Uh, uh yeah, Talakai potentially, a bit cheaper. You save yourself ninety k. You do save yourself ninety k. Sharks have a soft run. That's probably the only thing I'd consider. Sharks have a soft run, and the Warriors have a very tough run. Raiders, Storm, mm. Rabbitohs, Bulldogs, Cowboys, Panthers, Titans. Mm. Yeah, that's a bit of a horror run. Can't see the Warriors winning too many games at the end of the year. Which for you and Aitken, the world's most tackling man, that's not a problem. But <laughs> yeah, uh, look, the, the answer. So who's tackles tackles? <laughs> that's true. Well, if you don't, if you go from Aitken to Talakai, you can then bring in Latrell. But I think we said that Dewey's probably a better buy there. So, but yes. either way, Aitken or yeah, pick a flip a coin, Aitken or Talakai. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dewey, problem solved. Nice, excellent. Edward Lord is Wilton worth having as an emergency sub? Teague Wilton, no. Uh, he's a pretty hard sell now. Yeah, sorry, mate. Uh, see you on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> Eparima uh, Terry, thoughts on Frizzell and uh, uh, thoughts on Frizzell to David Fafita? Yep. Yeah, that's... Love it. Paps to Dewey. Love it. I said all Paps to Teddy. Nah, go Dewey. Yep, for sure. We love centers and wing fullbacks who don't play as centers or wing fullbacks. We love them as halves. Uh, yes, just, exactly. It's just those guys who, instead of playing on the outside where they see one side of the ball, they play on both sides. So, And yep. we also love guys who goal kick. So guys who play in the half and goal kick, we love the most. Absolutely. Uh, and guys who maintain the rage for most of the game, we love them the most, the most, the most. So, mm. <laughs> or, or a fit. Uh, excellent. So, also took the pun on Jaden Braley. Wow. Okay. Uh, do- yeah, that, that's a punt. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not a punt. That's like, that's like I, I don't know, like taking crack from someone you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just like some random dude my goodness okay so should I jump for DC before he loses too much yes I do think you should trade him out before he loses too much because he's just <laughs> coming back from Achilles injury is Mitch if Mitch was here he'd tell you the issues about coming back from Achilles but basically guys are down on performance for weeks weeks and weeks the only reason why he's playing as early as this is because Adam O'Brien needs a job so of course Chris Randall couldn't really do anything in the attacking sphere. So, yeah, sell Jaden Braley right now. Agreed. Okay, next one. Question for you, Nick. Uh, ben Lauren, or Lofren, need my third gun wing fullback, Mitchell or Toto? 
have 640K. Adam Dewey is my other thought, but is one more date needed? No, I think... Um, so Dewey has played plenty of half previously. As I said, he averages in the in the low 60s. Um, yeah, he's... It's that simple. Latrell, we're thinking, will be mid-50s. Even if you have the um, the rage, which he has, uh, he may get to 60. But, um, yeah, I, for 100K cheaper, you know, that that's everything at the moment. 100K, so I just, you know, I think it's a layup just to go with Dewey. Oh, for sure. Like, for me, it's one of those ones I looked at it and it's like, because I can get Dewey and Cam Munster or I can get Latrell and some dude right like yeah it's it's not a hard choice right yeah 100% alright uh, I think did we have any more from Insta no that was it mate excellent alright well look I think Nick I think we've left it definitely all out on the park tonight <laughs> mate it um you know just just for listeners just so listeners so we usually finish you know 11 11 30 or so and it's only 9 30 so we're, we're happy chappies aren't we Stu? we are we are because it's, it's mitch who's normally working hard fixing the people of the oatley area uh yep. for for, uh, for us who, who's uh gets home late and so that's why we start late but today we've absolutely creamed it so look thank you nick for uh everything today for your stats and for some of that on the fly stuff because seriously i was like halfway through i'm like oh geez man i'm gonna go get latrell and then you know you talk me off the cliff mate i don't think you can go wrong either way i just think dewey just a couple of fine points means he's just a slightly better buy and also uh listeners if you have any injury questions shoot them through we'll either flick them on to mitch or get mitch to respond to you directly um so you know we might um just put up a post if you have any questions and he can just reply in the comments and he loves doing that sort of stuff so yeah so you don't miss out on the injury um analysis this week yeah that's it because you know i only did sort of like half a job this week and it's basically going yeah he's busted good luck (laughs) you did really well yeah anyway look we'll, we'll see how we go with that one but definitely even these guys returning from injury it's really good to know how they'll come back I need to know about Luke Keery because he's in my bloody draft team and he's been absolutely stinking it up this year <laughs> I don't I, I think honestly I think I'm out of the finals unless Dewey and he go absolutely ham and I win all the games between now and then <laughs> Mate, I said, I'm not sure if you saw, I said you were trained for Dewey and Draft. <laughs> oh, don't you dare. I haven't even been looking at my draft team. That's how bad it is. I've just been letting it sit there. Fester. Mate, you've, you've stashed Dewey all year and you've, you'll finally get to reap the rewards, I think. That's it. No, I rejected it off as we speak. So, <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, anyway, thank you everyone at home who's been listening. Thank you for your support. Uh, look, and thank you for listening in this year. And guys, we have big plans for next year uh, to get bigger, better, faster, stronger. Uh, so stay tuned for that as well. So thank you from the boom. We're all, bus. We're all going on the mass gainers. <laughs> I've been on the mass game for a few years now. If I go on any more mass game, mate, I'm not sure where I'm going to start shopping. So, mate, surely, surely Mitch can hook us up, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I, I, I need some of uh, Shane Warne's mum's diuretics, apparently. Anyway. I need some of uh, Paul Gallon's smoothies, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, exactly. Anyway, all good. But... Uh, 
thank you everyone for listening we appreciate it all we will get uh, get better with, with or without Stephen Dank next year and uh, yeah until then I guess we'll be rolling out the season all the way through to round 25 so thanks for listening That's tonight it. have a great rest of the week <laughs>